Holocaust Remembrance Day. On the 65th anniversary of the liberation of the Auschwitz-Birkenau death camp, the United Nations celebrates Holocaust Memorial Day. While continuing to give Holocaust deniers and anti-Zionist figures a platform on the world stage. Welcome to the January 28, 2010 edition of Bible in the News. This is Glenn Abel with you. It was January 27, 1945, when Soviet forces rolled into Auschwitz-Birkenau, liberating the Nazi death camp where millions of Jews had been murdered during the previous three years. The survivors who were liberated by the Red Army were those who had been too sick or weak to leave on the death marches that the Nazis forced upon the rest of the camp population as the Russians approached. Of the 60,000 who left on such marches, almost one-third died along the way. Over 60 years later, in November 2005, the United Nations General Assembly, Resolution 67, designated January 27th as an International Holocaust Remembrance Day. The Jews have had their own day since 1951, on the 27th of Nisan, that is around late April time frame, which is known as Yom HaShoah. At last year's UN Remembrance Ceremony, Ban Ki-moon, the UN Secretary General, gave his views on what this day is all about, and I quote, The International Day in Memory of the Victims of the Holocaust is thus a day on which we must reassert our commitment to human rights. He went on to say we must also go beyond remembrance and be sure that new generations know this history. We must apply the lessons of the Holocaust to today's world, and we must do our utmost so that peoples must enjoy the protections and rights for which the United Nations stands. He also took the opportunity last year to criticize Israel for the Gaza conflict, couching his terms as if they were balanced, while completely ignoring the history of the conflict. And he said, Never for one moment have I forgotten that a million people in southern Israel live in a daily state of terror and fear. In Gaza, I saw the most appalling devastation. I saw the United Nations compound still burning. I said to all I met on both sides, this must stop. I left the region more determined than ever. No one, no one sees this more clearly than your own Rabbi Schneiner. He has devoted his life to overcoming hatred and intolerance. So what was supposed to be a Remembrance Day of the Holocaust turned into a soapbox on the mutual hatred and intolerance of Arabs and Israelis. But more than that, he perpetuated the anti-Zionist dogma which equates modern Israel with the Nazis and the Palestinians as the poor victims. In his remarks this year, Ben Kimi decided to focus on the theme of the legacy of survival as a message about the triumph of the human spirit, a living testament that tyranny, though it may rise, will surely not prevail. Those were his exact words. It is interesting to note that of some 229 words in his message, he only mentioned Jews once. The thrust of the message continued current trends in removing much of the essentially Jewish history of the Holocaust and bringing it into the domain of human rights. The irony is that in last year's message, Ban Ki-moon felt the need to call out Iranian pre 
President Ahmadinejad for denying the Holocaust, but then nine months later gave him a global podium at the UN General, General Assembly in September 2009. Ahmadinejad didn't waste the opportunity to have 35 minutes to rail against Israel, accusing them of genocide, bar barbarism, and racism. Though a number of delegates walked out, he left the stage to a loud round of applause. And how could we forget Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi's speech, during which he suggested that former American President John F. Kennedy was assassinated as part of an Israeli conspiracy? Quote, Why did this Israeli, speaking of Jack Ruby, kill the killer of Jack Kennedy, that is, Lee Harvey Oswald, the whole world should know that Kennedy wanted to investigate the nuclear reactor of the Israeli demon. Yes, there's a body of evidence compiled over the last 65 years which clearly demonstrates a pattern of acceptance of anti-Semitic and anti-Zionist views of the United Nations. The following chart gives a reality check on the continued actions against Israel. The chart compares some major conflicts of the last decade or so comparing reported deaths against UN General Assembly resolutions. As we see, some 4 million people were killed during the Second Congo War, and there were 56 resolutions. Around 35,000 were killed in the invasion of Iraq, yet only 15 resolutions. Compare that with 249 resolutions relating to Israel during the Second Intifada and the 2006 Lebanon War. In a recent Jerusalem Post article, Abraham Foxman, the national director of the Anti-Defamation League, reflected on this. Quoting, he said, Yet we see that the United Nations continues to permit its platform to be used for spewing hate against Jews and Israel without consequence. Among the numerous examples are Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad blaming Jews and global Zionism of dominating international finance and media, a Libyan representative charging that Israel's actions in Gaza are worse than the Holocaust, and the President of the General Assembly accusing Israel of crucifying the Palestinians. Well, Ban Ki-moon was right that tyranny will rise again, and he was also right that it will be destroyed. God's holy scriptures inform us of this. However, tyranny won't be defeated by the triumph of human spirit, but by the Lord Jesus Christ and all his saints. In fact, Revelation 16 indicates that the human spirits are behind the roiling of the nations against Israel, culminating in their being gathered together to Armageddon. Reading from Revelation 16, verse 13 to 14, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Regular readers of the Bible magazine, as well as Bible in the News, will be familiar with this passage, which speaks of the philosophies of the French Revolution, liberty, fraternity, equality, and that of humanism and nationalism. These emanations are associated with three distinct entities allied against Israel, Russia as the dragon, 
Europe as the beast, and the papacy as the false prophet. So the human spirit will gather these nations to Armageddon. Verse 16. This word is a composite Hebrew word, meaning a heap of sheaves in a valley for judgment. And God has assured his servants living in these days that he is using this human spirit to bring the nations to judgment. Zechariah 14, verse 1-2 to gives us a glimpse of what is in store. As we read, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. What will happen next? We read in verse 3, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. In verse 9, we are told about the final result. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord, and his name one. This will usher in the ultimate end of tyranny, when rebellious nations will be brought to heel. Taking their place will be a righteous theocracy headquartered in Jerusalem. Continuing to read in verse 16 to 17, And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came up against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. There will be no hypocrisy associated with the memorials, festivals, and holy days of the coming kingdom of Israel. And so on this Holocaust Remembrance Day, the world may wish to focus on the dignity of human spirit. But Bible students do well to reflect on the living witness to God's word. As Isaiah prophesied in chapter 43, Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses, that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, It is truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Join us again next week, God for another edition of Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com.